Welcome to the Building Lives Podcast, hosted by Joe Fury. We're a show that deals with healing, restoring, and navigating relationships. We post weekly to YouTube, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. Thanks for tuning in. Welcome back to the Building Lives Podcast. My name's Brad Alexander. I'm here with Joe Fury. Hello. <laughs> Good to see you again, Brad. Good to see you. Um, yeah, so we're going to talk about one that I think is really, God, applies to a lot of us oh, and yeah. at times is really championed by society. So what are we talking about today? Well, we're going to talk about what do you do when you deal with burnout? Burnout. Burnout. Now we hear about this one all over the place yes. from YouTubers to pastors to CEOs to moms to anyone right when life gets overwhelming and you start shutting down so kind of walk me through some of the show it's the human condition we all experience life and because we all experience life we all have been in this place burnout at one point in time and maybe some of us are there today as you're listening and watching and we burn out because of the demands of life and another word for burnout is running on empty and yes. when this running on empty affects three areas in our life, it affects the, it causes us to ask questions. It causes us to have bad feelings and it causes us to examine and be under the pressures of life. So let's just start with questions. Do these questions sound familiar to anyone listening? And it's a kind of self-talk. Have you ever said, why am I working so hard? Why am I killing myself? What's it all for anyway? I take care of everybody else. Who takes care of me? What's going on, God? I try to follow you and I'm getting nowhere. Mm. Those questions always precede burnout or oftentimes after we're burned out. We're trying so hard, but our best efforts aren't achieving what we hope for them to achieve. And so we start to question, what's going on here? Right. Then it leads us to these feelings. Have you ever had these feelings? I just don't care anymore. I can't take one more thing going wrong. I can't do this anymore. I'm exhausted. Everything is a chore. I want to give up. I can't wait for quitting time. Oh, man, I don't want to answer the phone or the door. I'm burned out. Or sometimes we have this kind of pressure. I have a hundred things to do today and they're all due by tomorrow. Yeah. The pressure is mounting. Expectations are high. The phone won't stop ringing. You're overwhelmed due to increasing workloads and the longer work hours. And because of that, you lack sleep and the pressure that many of us face, how do I balance work, family, and social life? So those things are all indicators, asking them those kind of questions, feeling like we're under that kind of pressure, having those kinds of feelings are indicators that we are running on empty. So two important definitions of burnout are this. A bur- to be burned out is a state of physical, emotional, and mental exhaustion caused by long-term involvement in emotionally demanding situations. 
And that's a key. You know, we burn out because we're, we care, but we're in long-term demanding situations and I don't see an end to it and I don't see a way out and I feel stuck. And after a while, I don't know how much longer I can do this. Another definition of burnout is this. It's a state of fatigue or frustration brought mm. about by devotion to a cause to a way of life or a relationship that failed to produce the expected reward. I work so hard at this relationship and it never seems to go smooth. Yeah. I work so hard at this and I never seem to get ahead. Between them, these definitions embrace the essence of burnout. With the first one stressing the part that exhaustion plays in it. You know, mm. nobody burns out unless they've been on fire. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So you're into it and you're into it, but you're not getting anything done. And it seems like the longer you go, the, the worse it gets. And the second stresses the sense of disillusionment. Disillusionment is at the core of burnout. I've tried so hard and I'm not getting the results. I want this marriage to work and it just never seems to get easier. Uh, I'm disillusioned. I thought things would go one way. We have disillusionment with God. We have it in our work. We have it in ourselves. Right. I thought I was over this. And now it's back again. Mm. Yeah. And so disillusionment causes some things in us. And first of all, know this. Anyone can become exhausted. Anything you devote yourself to will cause exhaustion. And we talked about boundaries uh, a message or two before. And so boundaries help us to stay and keep pace. So when we are exhausted, it means we've been running hard. And now we've run so hard, we've exhausted our resources, our reserves. And we don't have a way to keep up the reserves or to sustain ourselves. And part of the illusion is, I thought I could handle this. Yeah. I thought I could do this. So I thought that my own reserves, reserves, my own resources were enough. My own capabilities were enough to handle this situation. And we come to find out that we're inadequate, we're exhausted from trying, and we don't know where to go with it. And it doesn't look like anything will actually turn out the way I wanted it to after all this effort and I become disillusioned. Some of these circumstances can be put on by like our, our environment or our surroundings, right? You may work a job that burns you out because so much is expected of you day to day. Mm-hmm. Um, or a mom that's juggling kids and has all these things. Um, and sometimes especially some of the guys, or maybe I just relate with the guys. It's like, sometimes it's a false sense of urgency or something we put on ourselves. Well, yeah. it's like, I need to accomplish more. I need to do more. If I want to get this project off the ground, I got to dump all this time into it and we have to have it ready by next week. And, and a lot of times people around you could see like, Hey, like pace yourself. Well, and sometimes it has to be done. And so we're, we're diving into it so hard and then we don't get the attaboys we thought we'd get. Ah. We don't get the respect we thought it would garner. 
we don't get the help and and you know the payback from the effort is not there and we start then we start to go why am i doing this well how does this work what is in it for me teresa and i both have said in our marriage at different times what do i get out of this marriage <laughs> I give, yeah, give, give. Surreal. I get up every day to work. I, she gets up every day with the kids. And it's give, give, give. Get up and do it again. What do I get out of it again? What's the plus here? Yeah. And again, it's, it's important to know that only people who are highly committed to a cause and deeply devoted to whatever it is they're doing are candidates for burnout. Mm. So a mother that is deeply devoted to her children and pours into their life and does not get the results all her efforts were trying to attain at some point begins to burn out a guy in a job yeah. all the efforts to climb up the ladder to please your superiors to do whatever and you don't get the promotion mm. and you don't get the money and you don't get the attaboys and you begin to question, what's the point of all this? Yeah. So you go from deeply committed to deeply disillusioned. Mm. And then what takes place? Exhaustion. Right. You know, and see, if it was simply I'm worn out, when someone is simply worn out, they recover by sleeping, by rest. Oh, I worked out so hard today. Oh, and then I go to bed and I wake up refreshed. When you are burned out, that's a state of a, that's a mental state. And no yeah. matter how much sleep you get, it's one of the indicators of burnout. It's not enough. I wake up as exhausted as I went to bed because I'm, yeah. I'm in this state of giving with nothing being poured back in. I'm out of balance. Mm. And so going back to the core the root of it has to do with disillusionment. I had desired something to happen. I have a goal. I am deeply committed to this because we're moving in a direction and it doesn't happen. And what normally follows this great disillusionment is bitterness. Well, screw this. Why am I doing all this? Right. The grass is greener over there, relationship-wise the kids or whatever it is, it's like what I start to get bitter at my circumstances, the situation, the job, the people. And, you know, disillusionment is a false impression of reality. I set myself up to get burned out because I have an illusion of what that is going to take. An illusion is a made up uh, end result. I have an illusion. Sometimes people uh, get shipwrecked in their faith because they have an illusion of how God's gonna make things work out. Right. And when he doesn't, you mean I've been good all this time and this happened? I've been following you, Lord, and it seems like my life's going backward. The more I follow you, Lord, the greater the trials I have to face. What's the point in all this? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I thought life would get easier. I thought life would be better. 
I thought when I got married, I'd have all the sex I wanted at any time <laughs> I wanted. That's what all the posters say. Right. That's what all the pictures out there say. Uh, I thought we'd be running around like they do in the movies. Is that not your life? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not speaking about I'm speaking about others who don't have that. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What? We ha have this false impression of if I do A, B, C, I'll get D. If I spend time with the kids, if I love them, if I provide for their needs, if I take them to church, they will love God and follow him all the days of their life. I neglect to realize that's that they have a sin nature too. Right. And sin is pleasurable for a season. So why would I think I could legislate that out of them? If I just get enough rules, right. people will be good. Mm. If I just do enough this, I'll get this as the result of that effort. And then I don't get that result or enough of that result. And what happens? I become disillusioned. And now I have to face reality. Okay, now what am I going to do? Well, first thing I'm going to do is be bitter. So I have to walk through that bitterness. You know, so let's take a look at some of the causes of disillusionment. Yeah. You know, one of them being this. I have motives behind my actions. Right. Everybody does. Everybody does. You know, when someone says, you know, it's, I'm just doing this out of the pure love in my heart. You got love in your heart, absolutely, but you also got other things. So, <laughs> so what are my motives here? Right. What was I expecting to get from it? Obviously, I'm not getting the desired result I wanted, which was a motive. You know, uh, you right. know, you'll see a person that wants to, like in church, they'll volunteer a lot. They volunteer a lot, and after a while, they get upset, mm. and they go, "Well, don't these people know how much I'm volunteering?" Oh, so you had a motive. Your motive was to get acknowledged, to be needed. What are the motives? It's okay to have motives. Right. I have motive. When you go to work, you have motive to get paid. Yeah. You know, when, it, when it, you get married, you have a motive to have a relationship for the rest of your life, a good relationship. We have motives. It's okay to have motives. I have motives in serving God. I fully expect to be rewarded in heaven for the labor I've put out here for the kingdom of God. That's one of my motives. You know, I've heard people say, oh, I serve God. Now, you know, serving God is just enough pay. Is it really? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not. You're, you, then you're not going to serve long enough. What's motivating you? I am, I am definitely motivated by rewards. Just like people who build and work hard in this life. They do it for motives. They expect to get ahead. They right. expect to make money. It's okay. Just know what your motives are so that you can deal with them. And sometimes our motives are pride. Jealousy. I'm going to work harder than you because I'm jealous of you. Mm. I'm envious of you. You know, we do, you know, um, performance for approval. I have learned that if I work really hard, I'll get approval for that. So that's my motive 
for going above and beyond and me always bringing you cupcakes during the week right. or lunch or this or that. I yeah. am motivated for your approval of me because I need it. And it's okay to be motivated for approval. Who doesn't like approval? Right. But when it is my main motivation and it's not reached. And here I am going out of my way every day to bring you Starbucks. Uh, and you never bring me nothing. And and you don't you hardly ever say thankful. Why am I so what's the next step after that? I get bitter. Right. You know, and, and we can take that to many areas of, of of life. I am doing this so that you'll love me. Mm. You know, and you're not loving me like I need to be loved. And so I'm not going to do it anymore. I'm not, you know, why am I doing this anyway? I'm not getting anything out of it. And so we also have, uh, we can be motivated by adversity and our wrong response to it. You know, I try to be nice and you're mean to me. And now I'm not going to be nice anymore because I'm not getting out of it what I need. Yeah. Um, selfish ambition, you know. I mean, there's lots of reasons. Um, so sometimes we burn out because we think people should know how I feel. Right. I am responsible to what you tell me you feel. I am not responsible That's for really guessing your point. feeling. Yeah. I don't know what you feel. We've been married so long. You should know what I like. Mm, you know what? <laughs> I am responsible if you tell me what you like. Then I am responsible to try to meet that. But if you don't tell me, I'm not God. Yeah. You know, people, you have to, and, but sometimes people don't want to own their needs. I need you. I need you to be more affectionate to me. I need that. I just expect it. If I just expect it, I'm going to be disillusioned. And I might do things, you know, to try to get it and if I don't get it I'll be upset and then I'll get bitter rather than just asking you can you when we're out like I don't know what it was for me but when we were younger in our relationship my wife and I I never wanted to hold her hand in public huh. I just didn't want uh, to appear like I needed her mm. even though I desperately needed her I didn't want it to appear like that. I didn't, and probably comes from hurts in my past where um, I ha I had to learn that if I'm going to do something, I'll do it myself. Were I you? Don't, I can't depend on people. Were you aware at the time that that's no. why you didn't want to, or you realized that later? I realized that later oh, okay. when she approached me and said, "Joe, how come you don't hold my hand in public?" And even when I go to grab to hold your hand, you kind of pull away, and that pulling away was oftentimes subconscious. I wasn't pulling away on purpose. I was, it just did it because I had a mindset of don't look like you need somebody. Uh, and to me, holding hands was I'm attached and I need somebody. Right. As messed up as that is. And, uh, you know, that is an illusion, but it's also, it was a motivation to keep her away from me so that I wouldn't appear dependent. And uh, I'm not sure where I was going with that. But, <laughs> <laughs> but you know. Yeah, no, I'm having a, a lot of flashbacks to different situations 
even recently give me one um without mentioning names like i tried to support a friend recently who felt like not many people support what he does and um i didn't necessarily buy like one of his products but we were at a thing and i sent a hundred dollars to his venmo and i just said like i support you and what you do and i i meant for it to be like i'm showing up for you as a friend and then i never like even got a thank you and by the next day that was bitterness where i was mm. just like it's like i could have used that hundred on something else and it's like but were you showing up to be a friend regardless of the response or were you trying to get some form of validation out of you're such a good friend or whatever it is, right? You do care about me. You know? And I don't know if, if it was subconscious or like if I was really thinking it, but as you talk through that, I realized like, Oh, I had a, when I sent that, I expected a response. And when I didn't get it, I was kind of a little pissed off about it. Yeah. And, um, and then it's like, well, you didn't really have that pure of motives when you did that thing then, you know? Well, and, and, and like we say that we have multiple motives. You had a motive to support him. Yeah. You heard what he said is not many people supported him. Then you go and support him and you meet that need and he's not even appreciative. And so Uh, that would, that would definitely hurt. And you know, and disillusion us a little bit. Here's a, and no wonder nobody helps you. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you, right? aren't, you aren't thankful. If this is the response, then <laughs> yeah, yeah I'm, I'm sure, I, right? And, and, and what's it do? I'm not going to hurt you again. But preceding that, you've probably had a, a relatively lengthy relationship with them. You probably have had, you know, deep commitment to the relationship at a level. And so that's what leads us to burnout is like, I know that I'm committed to this person. I've just gave him a hundred bucks for nothing. Yeah. And, you know, I'm committed and I don't get what I'm hoping for. Doesn't he know that what that would make me feel like? Doesn't he care? And then that starts the spiral into bitterness. Yeah. And uh, so, yeah, we get disillusioned. And then it also reveals something in us. When I give. That's true don't have any expectations and uh you know and that's what that's something i've learned is if i don't have expectations i won't get hurt so if i get if i do something for you whether you thank me or not doesn't matter you know and and that's yeah but that's easier said than done and it's super easy when you're not deeply connected to people yeah when you're deeply connected there's you can't have good relationship with people if there's not a give and take and meeting of needs. You know, yeah. one-sided relationships always lead to burnout. That's probably so. like also being self-aware to understand motivations too. And then when you're self-aware you can analyze like how many times did like a family take me in when I was bouncing around or all these things that I wasn't emotionally mature enough or I was too wounded at the time to accurately articulate how much it meant to me but 10 years later yes it was like man what you guys did for me meant the world i don't know how i would have survived if you guys weren't in my life or there for me you know and it's like That's well beautiful. i i wasn't aware enough at the time but then it's like we're so quick to hold other people to expectations that we couldn't honor ourselves at different points in our life right absolutely so it it helps i think when you can analyze how many people have done something 
nice or huge in your life that you didn't know how to receive or or how to articulate back but it it made a mental note then it's easier to be like hey i need to just do what i feel called to do for when i feel called to do it and even if there's not a response at that time it doesn't mean they didn't make a mental note that it's like hey that person was a really good friend to me and the beautiful thing about that is these people gave without expectations you know, yeah. we know when people give us something and they have an expectation. Yes, you know, <laughs> we and, do. <laughs> they have some. They're giving it to you with strings attached, mm. and and you know, and that's okay, you know. But we know that, yeah. and you know, and the beautiful thing is when people do something and they don't. There are no strings attached. Thing is, is sometimes we get disillusioned and uh, uh, bitter. When people don't act the way we think they should act, you know, and the way we think they should act is the way I think they should act. And so when I put expectations on people's behavior and and expect them to act according to the way I think they should act, I am setting myself up for disillusion. I am setting myself up for burnout. I've given and given and given and you have no thankfulness about you. I've talked to you on the phone a hundred times. I've talked to you off the cliff and you still keep going back to the cliff. Mm. You know, I have expectations right. and, uh, that you would, you know, listen to some of this. And so what do I do? I get burned out and then I get disillusioned and I start getting bitter towards them. And, and that's okay in a sense if it reveals to us, wow, I need to set a boundary on this person. Right. You know, I I am letting them take way too much ownership of my life. You know, I need to not be there all the time for them when they are not willing to do the the work themselves to get themselves to another place. And so that helps us in, in dealing with burnout is realizing where I have to stop so I can stay on fire Keep feeding the fire, but not burn out. And and that's an important thing. A lot of times when we think about burnout, my mind goes to like job burnout, but we're talking about burnout, like relationship burnout, life burnout. Any area of your life can have burnout. It's not just like a work thing. No, any area that you have deep commitment to. Okay. And you have poured into hard. You have believed in it. You have, you know, poured in... And you're not getting the results you want, the results you hoped for. You right. ha- and you had an illusion of what all that labor would get you. And you're not getting that feedback. Mm. And so what are you going to do with that now? Well, I st- I, once I realize I'm not getting what I want, I don't want to do this anymore. I'm burning out. Right. Because it's not working the way I was hoping it would work. That will drive us to the place of total exhaustion. And when we get that total exhaustion, it is a rough place to be. I remember when my son died, I, I told God, um, God, 25 years, I've served you. I served you, especially in recovery ministry, and you let an overdose take my son. That is not what I expected would happen with my devotion to you. Right. You know, I am fully devoted to you. 
Uh, and I've heard the same, you know, so we can be disillusioned with God. I've heard of, of numerous cases where wives worked, sometimes two jobs at a time to put their husband through medical school or help their husband get through college and vice versa to get a lawyer. And then once they start flourishing in their career, they go cheat on them and dump the, the one that worked on them. Oh, that's and, rough. Yeah. And, oh. and they're absolutely devastated. And they had the illusion that payback was coming. Right. And in reality, it should have. Right. But it didn't. And so now they're, they're, they're rocked. And so burnout can happen in noble causes. It can happen with all kinds of, all the different motivations we had. Putting someone through college is the hope that they'll have a better life and you'll come along for that ride and this is going to be a great thing for your family <laughs> yeah. and you know, yada, 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 and it all blows up in your face. And then you begin to look at, why did I do all that? Yeah. What was wrong with me? What happened? And, now, and oftentimes my whole life was put on hold. This person's got a great, and I've heard it numerous times, this person's got a great career. What career do I have? Right. What do I have going on here? Yeah. And, you know, I am, I hate men. <laughs> I think because of the film I'm working on right now, which you're, of course, a part of, I'm always like very plugged in to kind of the treatment world. And that's something you see with a lot of parents of, of people in treatment. I took them to the best yes. facility. I t they had the best counselor. I did this. I did that. Like, why can't they get clean? What? It's the wrong expectation that you can somehow do enough work to get them clean. And it's you like, can do something strong yeah. enough to control them yeah. to give you the response you want. And then when they relapse, it rocks you. It rocks you. And now it's like you don't even want to deal with them. And, and you know, that goes back to boundaries too. But it's like, yeah, like I put in all this work to get them clean. And I took them to the best place and I spent X amount of money. And we went to therapy and we did this and, you know. You did this And they me. still relapsed. Yes. And it's like, And yeah. what's the illusion? What's the burnout? Oh, I can control somebody. Right. If I do enough for them, they will come to my way of thinking. You yeah. know, and, and people do it on dating. I'll put, you know, I, people do it all the time. I can control someone. They think they can control, whether it's their kids, whether it's their spouse. If I do enough good things, nice things, things for them, they will love me. They will treat me right. They will do better. And I, I've counseled many a couples who, uh, no matter what the one spouse does, the best they can get from the other spouse is crumbs off the table. They uh, keep loving, they keep doing all this stuff, hoping they're going to get that beautiful meal of love. And all they get is a couple crumbs. But those crumbs keep them going. Oh, I saw a tiny change. Mm, yeah, this, this is good. I can survive <laughs> a little longer nibbling on this one little crumb. And they, they why? Because their hope is that if they keep trying, and this is the thing about burnout is you lose hope. And once a human being loses hope, they have no more energy. As long as you have hope, you can stay in the fight a long time. They did studies with rats 
where they put a rat in water and the rat drowned within a few minutes. But then they put this other rat and they put him in this bucket of water. And after 10 minutes, they pulled the rat out and the rat survived and they held it out for a little while. Then they put it in and that rat lived over a day pedaling, I mean paddling because right. he had hope. Yeah. And that's, and disillusionment is when our hope ends because we've tried so long. Ultimately, the rat would drown, but it would swim until it convinced itself that there was nowhere to go and it gave up. And oftentimes, burnout leads us to giving up because we've tried everything we can. Yeah. So there are some solutions that we can uh, start to apply in our lives to help us with burnout so that we can stay the course because for an example, say you have a job, you've tried and tried and tried, but you can't get anywhere. But yet you have a family to support. Right. Oftentimes what will happen is the person who keeps working quits. But the cost is there's no more money coming into the family. Right. But they can't take it anymore. Not another day. And so they're gone. So there are ways we can deal with that so that... We don't put other aspects in our life at jeopardy because we're burned out. Right. I'm burned out at trying to have a good marriage. I go get a girlfriend. So I've ruined what I have, you know, and, and I've tried and tried and tried. Well, you know what? One of the solutions is to realize I don't have all the resources. I need other resources. Mm. I need other help. I am incapable of oftentimes fixing problems that I'm also a huge part of the problem. Right. You know, I need some other problems. If I'm having trouble in, in certain areas, oftentimes I'm part of that issue. So here's some solutions or, or healthy actions to handle some of the stressors that cause us to be burned out. And, yeah. one, of the, and, and, and one of them we've talked a little bit about before. In fact, before we even got went on air, we were talking about it. And that is to succeed in the long haul, you have to pace yourself. Mm. Anyone can go great guns for a while. Right. Anybody can do that. And the highly caffeinated for a little while longer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But no matter what, at some point we have to we will burn out if we don't learn to pace ourselves. And pacing right. ourselves has to do with adding things into our life that give us life. I may not like my job. I may, it may be a dead end to me. And so in that area, I am struggling. So I have to have some other areas in my life that I'm succeeding that feed me. Right. So we can carry that and maybe get some other resources to help us. So we have to pace ourselves in every area of our life. I'm having flashbacks to working a corporate job. <laughs> Everyone burned out, but like unwilling to leave the job until one day they crack because they can't deal with the corporate politics anymore. Right. Um, but also, I think this is really like applicable to just relationships. If you're an entrepreneur, it should really hit home too, because starting a business, a lot of times you have 
an idea of how long it should take to get that business off the ground. Or if, if you just pour enough time into it, you can expedite that process or this or that. But I think also what's really cool about this podcast and what we're doing is a lot of these things tie together because you're really looking at these things that play big roles. So it's like, what, what plays a big role in burnout? Well, your expectations, which, you know, we talked about last episode is your boundaries and your expectations and your self-talk. And a lot of these things, they kind of piggyback on each other. It's like, do we have accurate expectations of what we're trying to do? Because if we don't, a, a big probability is that we're going to burn ourselves out because we expected something that didn't happen or expected people to act in a way that they didn't act or, or a lot of it goes back to expectations. But um, what are some ways that if someone is feeling burned out, like how would you advise them? How can we start working to get to a place where we're not dealing with burnout? Cause you already covered that sometimes rest Sometimes you're not even getting good sleep when you're burned out, right? Toss well, that, that's one night. of the avenues to handle burnout is you have to uh, make sure you have times of rest. You have to make sure you have times of putting into you because burnout is about giving out with right. an expectation of getting back. Mm. But that getting back is not happening and I continue to put out. So what I have to do then is find some ways that... And some things that do give me back what I need. So I'm getting some needs met. I'm getting some okay. I need to make time to spend with, if I'm in a relationship with a person, to spend spend time with them. Spend time with friends. Spend time with something that fills me. I cannot keep giving out without getting something in return. Because, you know, we're ebb and flow. Things have to come in so things can go out. I cannot continually give. So I have to make time to eat right and rest from my physical well-being. I need to get physically away. Mm. I need to have separation. Um, That is quiet and different from the noise of my daily life. Uh, For an example, one of the things I deal with in my world is I deal with a lot of hurting people. And I deal with them on a one-on-one basis oftentimes. And then in groups and different things like that. So I am not a fan of watching highly emotional TV shows. That makes complete sense. You know, I like a cop and bad guy, army shows, military stuff, where there's a battle and somebody wins. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) You know, where there's resolution. I like sports. It, it takes me away from that world. I right. have to be able to separate from the world I'm in that is draining me of energy to get something that, that fills me. And so everybody's different in that. I need time right. alone with people. By nature, for an example, I'm an, I'm an introvert. Yeah. I, uh, you know, I, I love people and I'm an extrovert around them, but that takes energy out of me. Same. So I have to set times aside to have alone time or to be with certain people that I love that fill me. And so if I don't, and I'm out four nights a week doing ministry, besides doing what I will burn out 
because I'm giving more than I'm taking in. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. I need time alone with the Lord. Yep. I need time alone to be with God. Part of also dealing with burnout is realizing that God is God is a major resource mm. and that he's promised to take care of me. So why am I killing myself? Yeah. Why am I doing that isn't God. Right. That's me. And but I put that expectation on God. God is he's a good leader. He's not a slave driver. He frees us from being slaves so that we can live a life of freedom. Sure, within boundaries, but those things are good for us. Um, Yeah. Some of us might need a boat. We need an activity that we like, a hobby. We need something that rejuvenates us. Um, Mm. A vacation, a change of scenery. What is it that we do to refresh and revive? I've often asked people when they're in this type of situation, I go, well, what do you do for you? They go, what do you mean, what do I do for me? What do you like to do? Well, you know what I like to do sometimes? I like to go out to eat. Something about going out to eat refreshes me. And, and being with some people I like and love and hanging out and laughing and that kind of stuff, I, you know, I... That is refreshing. People yeah. that are burned out at their jobs, you know, they have they might need to look into doing some going back to school, right. establishing a different career for yourself. Because there's two things when it comes to work. There's jobs and there's careers. Right. Oftentimes I a job pays the bills. It might not be my passion, it might not be my heart, my career is where my heart is. It's what right. I want to do. It's what I do. But there might be things needed and added to my life to be able to do the career I want. When I was driving the beer truck and I wanted to be in ministry, I didn't go to college. I never went to seminary. I had three little kids at home. I'm just coming off a 12-year run of a cocaine habit. Yeah. And it tore me up in every way and tore all my relationships up. How am I going to do that? My job, I still drove the beer truck, but in that I started heading towards and doing activities for what I want. And you know what that does? It enables us to do that thing that doesn't hit our hearts with a right mind because I know it's only for a while. Right. And when I know things are only for a while, while I'm heading for the bigger purpose, it's far easier to not to to handle it. Yeah. To keep going. When I know my marriage is struggling, but we're going to therapy. We're going to some marriage counseling. We're doing some work that enables me to hang in there much better than if we're not doing anything and I'm just pouring in and not getting any return. Right. Now I'm getting bitter. The answer to bitterness is involvement in something that helps or that changes the dynamic. And so we need that. Um, Yeah. We need something to change the noise of our daily life to where we have some calmness. I feel that. If I go to uh, the skate park, it's funny how just rolling around for an hour with like a buddy or like letting my kids scooter around while I'm like skating, it like rejuvenates you in a way absolutely you know yeah you come out of there and you like 
feel good, especially if you got out with like the guys and had some laughs and, you know, it like can put kind of some, some pep back into you, you know? Yeah. And it's like, yeah, you, you can't just be grinding away all the time because, you know, as humans, I think we, we desire relationship and interaction and fun and all these things. And if it's like, no, I just got to, got to work seven days a week and do this or, or whatever it is right. that well, and you're is, focused on all the time, but like maybe the needle's not moving or yeah. needs aren't being met. I mean, that's exhausting. Well, part of life is exhausting. It's a grind. You're raising children yeah. is a grind. I do it today and I do it tomorrow and I do it the next day and I do it the next day. That can lead to burnout. If I don't have some other things feeding into my life that create that ability to be balanced. Uh, You know, when I think in my situation, I got a six-year-old and I'll be 67 in a couple months. I'm going to be 79 when that little guy is a senior in high school. When I look at that grind for the next chunk of my life, I have to do some stuff to, you know, get get around that grind or else I will become burned out. Right. And and it'll I do not want to hurt that little guy by being burned out. And I want to be a good dad to him or father figure, grandpa, for right. the rest of my journey here. Right. So I gotta take care of myself to be that good grandpa. Mm. So there, you know, I have to eat right. I have to make sure I exercise. I have to play with them. I have to do these things. But I also have to take care of me in the process so that I can last the whole time. And, and that is part of life too. So not all burnout or, you know, is in a horrible situation. Sometimes burnout comes into very noble causes. Family and, and you know, serving God and doing different things. Those are noble things. But yeah. I, even in that, I have to have some kind of balance so that I can pace myself for the long haul, whatever that long haul is. And so... Knowing that, I can mitigate a lot of the burnout by doing behaviors and actions that fill me, strengthen me, expand my abilities, and also check what is my motivations in doing these things, you know, and so keep me in the right place so I don't get bitter. I just, you know, realize that this is part of life and this is the thing I have to deal with now and I want to deal with it well. And to deal with it well means I have to be holistic in my approach. I, you know, I have to be holistic in my approach. And so I have to take care of God created us body, soul, and spirit. My body needs rest. Right. My body needs filling. My soul, the inner part of me, my emotional world needs to be taken care of. I cannot always be high strung. I cannot always be super intense. Right. You know? There are times in ministry where I am on fire for the word. And there are other times when the word is a grind to me. And that's okay. I just know that this is the season I'm in. I still do the do, but I'm not necessarily on fire about it. My relationship with my wife. Sometimes I am absolutely, totally in love with her. And other times I'm committed (laughs) <laughs> yeah <laughs> you know i'm not we going all, anywhere we can all but, relate. Well, I, you know this ain't fun I, i'm yeah. you know I'm, I'm committed but this ain't fun 
and we yeah. need to work through some things. And, yeah. uh, you know, so that there's that. And then uh, uh, our spirit, Am I, you know, I have to take care of my spiritual. I have to maintain God in his right place, that he's over it all. Hmm. And that he will strengthen me to do what I need to do. And he will not, you know, he, he, he's going to make what he wants to happen, happen. So I am yeah. serving him, but I am serving him out of his power and in his, his strength, not in mine. That'll burn me out. Yeah. You know, and I have to be able to, you know, put bookends on my day. Uh, I don't answer my phone after seven o'clock. I don't, you know. Yeah, but what if it's an emergency? They can call someone else. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm not the it's only real. I'm not the only one here. Right. You know, and, and I have obligations to my family. And uh and I have obligations to my kids and I have obligations to my wife. And I want to be able to run the race all the way so I can't do it twenty four seven. Who can? Yeah. You know, the fine the best athletes in the world only have their season their sports season for a while. They don't do it all year round playing 700 football games. They pay, you know, they play what? 18 pros play 18 games. And that's yeah. it. They're done. You know, and then they have a season off, then they work out and do whatever, but you cannot put high intensity all the time or right. you will burn out. And uh, so my friends, the key the key to maintaining the long journey is to pace ourselves, is to refresh ourselves, is to understand we are limited in our resources, there are other resources out there, and that I can't do everything, I can't be everything to everybody. I'm not God. And that if, and to check my motivations. Yeah. You know, what, am I devoted to the right things for the right reasons? And, yeah, that's, I think, my biggest takeaway and um, something that I think in the last couple of months has really been highlighted is that um, the best thing you can do for a lot of situations is like, what is motivating me? What are my actual motivations? Because I think the default position for most things in life is this is just how I am. Right. Why'd you do that? Because this is just how I am. Yeah. But you're upset about whatever happened in that situation, but you kind of have had a lot of those situations and it's a repeat action or, or whatever, right? What are you expecting? And it's, what yes. What your like, expectations? W diagnosing, being self-aware to look at why do I do some of the things I do and why do I get upset at some of the results I get out of those things is so helpful. I can ask myself, what was I expecting? What am I expecting right. here that I'm not getting? Oh, I'm expecting them to love me. And they're not. I'm expecting yeah. them. I'm doing that. One of my motivations, I'm expecting them to really appreciate what I'm doing and all my hard labor. And they're not. Or how about I, I thought I could change them. I thought I could and change them. And they're not them. changing. They're not changing them. So now yeah. I'm bitter. And I'm bitter at them because I did all this labor to change you and you're not even changing. And, yeah. uh, you know, so now what am I going to do? And then that's what takes us to that place of, okay, I, I need to change. Uh, my resources are not working. 
And sometimes we find out I'm never going to be able to change anybody. Yeah. That's a God thing. Only God can change someone. And he even limits himself. He's given us free will. He's got his sovereign will. He's going to get done what he wants to get done. But he gives us some freedom in there to make choices. Right. And, and so, you know, quit being God. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, he, he didn't say love your wife and she'll change. <laughs> yeah. He said love her as I love the church. Well, the church is always rebelling against Jesus. Yeah. The church is always falling short. Okay, I am to love her expecting her to fall short. She is to love me expecting me to fall short. So that's why forgiveness is so important. Yeah. That's why some of these other things we've talked about all fit together. And when we can apply those, you know, because we need to understand this. People will always be needy. I'm needy. You know, don't don't operate in the illusion you're not needy. No, you're you're needy. Burnout is partly because we're needy. Right. We're expecting something. We want something to happen here out of this labor. Yeah. And it didn't happen. So I just need to recognize, oh, I'm needy. I need I need alkylates. I do better when you give me Ada, boys. My wife, for some reason, I'm not that good at, at telling. I'm way better than I used to be. But I didn't tell her. she. I wouldn't tell her really she looked beautiful. Mm. I wouldn't tell her like, oh, you look really nice in that outfit. So she would get upset with me because she's dressing up to go. We're going out somewhere. You're not and they, recognizing And that. I'm not recognizing the labor. And, uh, uh, you know, I, and, and I, I, I'm thinking it. Right. Oh, you look nice tonight. So she, she has learned to say this, Joe, don't I look pretty tonight? <laughs> and I go, There's the compromise. Right. She's asking for what she needs yeah. rather than becoming disillusioned or uh, bitter towards me because she's done all those things Yeah. because she's getting all ready for the expectation. She's burning out doing this stuff. To get the the Atta girl, and I don't give it to her. Right. And she wants it from me. Right. Not from these other guys. Right. She wants it from me. And, uh, and you know, and so, oh, that's my job. Now I know. So I can, so, the, the, and that's part of knowing that we have needs, you know, and, and expressing those needs so we get some of the expectations met. Yeah. We are needy and so are they. So when I find out what you need, I can help meet that need. And and that's a beautiful thing in a relationship. Yeah. You know? And uh, so. Yeah. Because my dad's motto was, do a good job because you're supposed to do a good job. <laughs> if that, I tell you do a good job. That works out well, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That works out really well yeah. for everyone, right? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. And the only time I'm going to say anything is if I don't think you're doing a good job. Yeah, that you resonates know. with probably a lot of guys out there. Oh, man. For everyone who tuned in, we hope you found this helpful. I know Joe's heart is is always just giving people the tools to do life better. And, um, and this one, I mean, all these issues, but burnout is one that I think a lot of us, it's like talk on any given week. 
if you're not going through it this week, maybe next week. You will. <laughs> you know, but it's, these are, this podcast is all about your heart to give people the resources and tools to figure out, like, how can I navigate life with more enjoyment, fulfillment, more successfully? How can I lessen the damage? And I think, you know, thanks for, yeah. for pouring it out today. I think this was really useful and it hit home for me. I hope it hit home for some other people out there. Well, my pleasure. And uh, yeah, our desire is to help people do life well. And it starts with understanding us, why we do what we do. God bless you guys. Have a great day. Thanks for tuning in to Building Lives with Joe Fury. We're a weekly podcast dealing with healing, restoring, and navigating relationships. If you have any questions, please reach out to us at joe.fury at hisplace.com. Thanks for tuning in.